0: Hi, this is Jeremy from Jeremy and Brian Try to Podcast, and I never listen to I. It with Dolamore unless, of course, I'm checking in to see if they're using this promo at the top of the show
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us, episode 667 of I Dattle with Dollimore. I am your host, Jesse Dollimore, joined today by the lovely, the talented, and the scholarly, Brittany Elizabeth Page, everybody. Oh, wow. Full name. Oh. Coming at you.
2: Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I I'm wondering if maybe the paint fumes are influencing your your brain right you th- now you
1: think that's a possibility i think
2: it could be i think it certainly could be i
1: i i painted For the audience, like, what the fuck is she talking about?
2: Well, we posted a story. Oh,
1: yeah, we did that, too. To
2: the Instagram page. And by we, I
1: mean you.
2: To the Instagram page and to the Facebook page. So if you aren't following those things, you're really missing out on some great story content. quality content. It was a boomerang. (laughs) It was a boomerang of Jesse rolling the roller in the paint. Really great. Mm. And then also painting the wall. Really fantastic stuff. You don't want to miss out Somebody
1: on it. Somebody messaged the page from the story, I presume. Yeah. Saying I was going the wrong way. Yes. Is that... With, because, the, with the painting. Because I'm such a fucking idiot uh-huh. that I had to Google, what supplies do I need to paint a room?
2: Right. <laughs> Well, no, I think that they were criticizing the uh, technique of the direction that you were painting, yeah, like, not necessarily the supplies. No, no,
1: I'm just saying I'm so dumb. I may I don't even know. Are you supposed to only go up and down?
2: I have no idea. It
1: looked. It turned out good.
2: Yeah, I think it looks very even. It's a bright blue. Everyone will see it when you do your next YouTube video. Yeah. And also when we do the next recording of the podcast, we wanted to update the color so that it would pop a little bit. You had some concerns about like the lighting of the photo and that maybe the color of the wall was not... Super beneficial. Yeah,
1: just rental beige. You know, we, we live in a in an apartment here, and mm-hmm. we, we have a home studio, mm-hmm. and uh, it just looked like I slapped up some frames. It looked like exactly what it is. Yeah. Then I put some frames on the wall and then stood in front of it or sat in front of it and did a video.
2: Yeah. Well, since <laughs> since you've moved away from the green screen, we've had to kind of create a different background. Yeah. And I think it looks great. It turned out really even, and it's it's very nice. I think you did a good job.
1: Wow. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful color as well. All right.
1: We'll see you next time, everybody, for Brittany Payne.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> all you needed was the compliment, and then right. you're on your way. But let
1: me tell you, uh-huh.
2: uh huh.
1: goddamn, very sore, Any just minimal physical activity makes me want... I feel like I've been beaten up just to kick... Somebody kicked the shit out of me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: I have... Like, I, we don't have a ladder, because... We don't do things like this. So I had like a step stool I've been stepping up on. Yeah. And I seriously, my hamstring, my right hamstring, only one of them just is the worst.
2: You have to switch up your legs like you're doing uh, some sort of squatting activity. Like
1: calisthenics.
2: Yeah. There's a specific, oh, what is it called? I don't know. Lunges? Yes, lunges. (laughs) Exactly. Like you're doing lunges. You got to switch up the leg. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway. So we painted in good times. Really... Spending some quality time in the Home Depot, which was kind of a mess.
2: Yeah. Masked I bet, I bet. And
1: had to wait in line, which is good. All, all of the inconveniences, this is another thing, is normally I would be like put out. Like, Ugh, I got to wait in line. But I feel good about the fact that they're taking precautions and making me wait in line.
2: Right. Not not allowing as many people in.
1: Yeah. You don't want to go in time. there and have it just be a fucking melee.
2: Yeah, I mean, we went to a local uh, Japanese market that we like to go to, and we waited in line, I think, for over 40 minutes, yeah, maybe I w- around Yeah, going to say about 45 minutes. minutes, yeah. And they were only letting, I swear, like this was weeks 15 ago. people in at a and time. It's a,
1: it's a big store, and they, yeah. I think it was 15 or 20, which is bananas, because it's, there was no chance of bumping into anybody, because it's... Yeah, I mean, think about your local, you know, Safeway or giant grocery store, and then only fifteen people being in there.
2: Yeah, it was like a scene from Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) You know, yeah, the one where they took over the mall and like six people were living in the mall. I don't remember that one.
1: I didn't see the movie.
2: Well, I appreciate the hearty laugh, despite the fact that I didn't laugh.
1: I said, yeah. Because I was thinking like zombie apocalypse, but you had something specific in mind.
2: Yes, Dawn of the Dead is one of the older zomb- zombie movies, uh, George Romero, right?
1: I don't know.
2: And it's the it was my favorite one when I was a kid because they took over the mall and it just seemed like such a... Great time when I was a kid that you would be able to kind of ransack everything. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, they wouldn't be able to have like the cinnamon rolls going and the clam chowder in a bread bowl or the corn dogs or the pretzels. I'd be very disappointed that the snacks were all turned off. It seems like
1: in your zombie apocalypse, it's very food centric. Like it really matters what what you got going on the Cinnabon. You got to get the cinnamon. No, 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 going. no, not
2: the Cinnabon. I I you always said cinnamon rolls, cinnamon rolls. But I liked to get them from a particular place in the Boise Mall. I don't hmm. know if it's there. I haven't been there. In...
1: what was the name of the establishment?
2: I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I think of. I don't think of Cinnabon. How dare you? How dare I? I've never had Cinnabon. I don't know. Is it good?
1: I I don't don't think I've ever had it. I'm sure it's great. It's got to be great, right?
2: I'm sure. I'm sure it's delicious.
1: Cinnabon is like the Applebee's of sweet treat (laughs) establishments. Is it not?
2: Uh, They're
1: everywhere. You can't fucking swing a dead cat without hitting one. Isn't that the phrase? They
2: seem to be in a lot of airports.
1: (laughs) Anyway... Six sixty seven, everybody.
2: We we made it past six six six. Yeah,
1: no no harm, no foul. Yeah,
2: we're all fine. We made it, you guys. <laughs>
1: good fucking times. Speaking of the good times, we have some voicemails to get to, as we usually do, and let's uh, let's get to them.
3: Hey Jesse, hey Brittany, this is Kel from Kansas. Um, I'm listening to six sixty six. And you guys were talking about the Laura Ingram clip where Dr. Phil was on. And I was just curious to know when Dr. Phil or Laura Ingram or I'm going to say a majority, I'm not going to say everybody in her audience really cared about how many people died from the flu before or really cared about how many people Died in swimming pool accidents, which I kind of have a hard time believing that 360,000 people die every year in swimming pool accidents, but I don't know. Um, and then even Jesse was talking about, you know, people that like to talk about, oh, well, you know, we're giving money to other countries. Why are we not helping homeless vets? You know, and that one kind of hit me a little bit because every once in a while, you know, I was in the army myself and I got even Army buddies of mine that will post memes on Facebook and Twitter, you know, talking about, oh, you know, we're giving money to whoever, you know, what about the homeless vets? And I think to myself, you know, you really don't care about homeless vets because if you did, you would be putting your money where your mouth is. You would be doing more than posting a meme online, you know, pointing this out. But I'm sure none of these people, I'm sure I can't say about Dr. Phil, and honestly, I can't say about Laura Ingram, but I would be curious to know how much effort, time, and energy have they dedicated to some of these other causes and other terrible things that happen in this country, i.e. flu deaths, people who die from flu, people who die from cancer, people who die in swimming pool accidents, right? Uh, How much time, effort, and energy they actually put into helping alleviate those issues. So, you know, it's totally political, and it makes me sick, man, because I really hate it when people try and use someone else's misfortune to benefit themselves. You know what I mean? And, I mean, just like Jesse, I stepped away from the Republican Party. I used to be a Kool-Aid drinker, you know, and uh, I'm black, too, so, you know, that was actually a double A double entendre right there i'm a black conservative but i walked away from the republican party for a lot of the same reasons that jesse has um but anyway i just wanted to put my little two cents in there and and just feel you know just say hey man you know if you want to if you want to talk about issues okay let's talk about the issue but stop trying to politicize other people's death anyway love the show britney's the best part and popeye's awesome talk to you guys later bye love the show britney's the
4: best part
1: That 360,000 number that uh, Dr. Phil referenced, he even, in his apology, I don't know whether we played it, we must not have played that part of it, but he even admitted that he was using the worldwide number. Right. Not the, so even the information he gave was just flawed because he's a fucking idiot who doesn't double check his shit. He's not taking responsibility. Listen, even the small platform we have here Oh, my God. We try our best. How stressed out do I get? You get, when I start rambling, you get wild-eyed with fear and panic that I'm gonna, you're going to have to scramble and fact-check what I say.
2: Yeah, but not even that. I'll say something that is wrong, but of no consequence, you know? Yes,
1: and I, you're stressed the fuck out.
2: I can't think of an example right now because, it, again, it's so rare, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it has happened yeah and i get so stressed out because i don't want to be contributing to that i yeah, don't want to be sure. putting out misinformation even if it's about shit that doesn't matter yeah because it's important
1: on to the other stuff though the th- the thing about this th- that really bothers me and it's this it's the age old question or the, the thing we've been talking about about mm-hmm. Oh, they what at homeless vets, but, the, you know, normal times they don't really have anything to say about it. Right. For people like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson and these conservative types who have platforms, for me, it's not what kind of time and, and money and and uh, energy, as Kel said, have they dedicated to it. It's not – it's – in normal times, I don't even wonder what kind of volunteerism she's done. Ha, when has she ever advocated, used her platform right. to forward those policy objectives? Never. Right. How much money is she proposing the federal government spends to alleviate uh, homelessness among veterans? Nothing, never, ever. It never gets talked about. So shut the fuck up and quit trying to use it. Not even that specific issue. Don't use it as a, as a, a leverage move against some other policy that you don't agree with shut the fuck up
2: well in a, a test of this may be to ask laura ingram how she feels about project room key which is an initiative that was just launched in cal in the state of california to start having these hotels actually these hotels that are closed down and empty right yeah start housing vulnerable populations like the homeless right giving them a place to stay giving them a safe place to be we're going to talk about that a little bit later but that would be kind of a, a test for laura ingram right if she cares about this right now then what is she actually doing to offer support to make improvements, right? To make things better. Yeah. Um I I doubt that she's one of the people that is supporting Project Room Key. I think she would be one of the people that's protesting, right? And people are protesting it. They they don't
1: <laughs> So weird. Yeah. It, it is a bizarre bizarre thing that people are Oh, those people are having their suffering alleviated. Oh, we can't fucking have that. Mm-hmm. I need to stand up, and I'm going to use my energy to protest the the alleviation of suffering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just what world do they live in in their fucking head?
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know either, Brittany. <laughs> I would really, really like to know.
2: Yeah, that it's would just be nice. cruelty. Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh. Anyway, Kel, thanks for the call. Uh, next up, talking about protesters.
5: Hi, Brittany and Jesse. Uh, this is Kevin Rodriguez from San Antonio Texas once again. Um, and I just wanted to give my thoughts on the whole protesting the stay-at-home orders, actual turf campaign. You know, if you really listen to what the protesters are saying, they're not talking about going back to work because they need to feed their families. They're talking about sending other people back to work because they're I need my hair done. I need to get things for the yard. I I saw this one tweet where someone was literally whining about not getting three re- re- refills. They had to get two um, orders of sweet tea. So even though the Fox News hosts and other conservative um, leaders are giving their talking points, talking about people need to go to work, they're, the protesters themselves are not saying that. If you look at their science, they're not, they're not saying that. It's about liberty. You know, they're, they're comparing this to the Holocaust. They're calling it communism in the faces of nurses who are going into work, sacrificing their, or you know, risking their lives every single day and, and sometimes sacrificing them. So if you really just think about it. I I think it's obvious in the face, but for some some reason, you know, CNN and MSNBC, they want to cover it more than, like, the renters' protest that took place in early April in L.A., which Fox News completely ignored. Now, those people are suffering. Those people need protection from from evictions. But where's the coverage for them? But now we got to cover, you know, people who are going in with guns and won't do anything about it. For, for the Betsy DeVos group, it's a way to force a portal work so they can make money and get rid of them. Or, you know, I just, just conjecture. And for them, it seems, and for the process, it just seems like a flex. You know, it seems like the owner lives kind of ideology working. And I think it's just sad at the end of the day that, you know, we'll probably see uptick in cases because of this. Well, that's just my thoughts. Um... Love you too. Hope you're doing, hope you keep you safe in this uh, era, um, era of pandemic. And Brittany's the best part.
4: Love the show. Brittany's the best
2: part. Bye. Well, we hope the same for you. And I, we, we've we been talking a lot about the protesters. Yes.
1: Yeah, for sure. I and, mean, it's very active in our in our home state of Idaho. So I mean, and here. it is everywhere, even here. Yeah. Yeah, even here in Newport Beach. Mm hmm. Like one of the richest towns in America, you've got these ding-dongs out on the corner with their fucking signs. And Huntington Beach, there's that, which has kind of gone viral, the sign of... um,
2: The woman in front of Baskin Robbins. Something
1: equals communism. Mm -hmm. Stay at home equals communism. Or quarantine equals communism.
2: Yeah.
1: Just a a fundamental misunderstanding of, of what these words mean. Ugh.
2: Well, and you and I were having a conversation yesterday and I started to say that uh, in some ways I feel for the people that are protesting because it's possible that at least some of them are suffering and afraid for their future. Right. I think a lot of it. I mean, I, I don't know. I I can't speak to it because I, I didn't do any polling of the people that are you know actually going to these protests, but I would imagine that at least some of them have been negatively impacted and the government is really failing to support people in this moment, right? I yes. mean, from unemployment not being available to the $1,200 stimulus check that is... You know, not going to do a whole lot for anybody. Uh, some people it, which can't Steve even Mnuchin, get it.
1: Steve Mnuchin thinks is uh, supposed to last people ten weeks. Get the fuck out of here.
2: So I I did come across this one poll though. It was uh, California Healthcare Foundation and Ipsos, and they interviewed a thousand people between April seventeenth and April twenty second. So decent decent sample there. Among those polled, 75% want the order to continue as long as it's needed. Wow. And here's here's possibly a, an even more surprising number. Among low-income residents, support was even stronger. 78% support the stay-at-home order and only 3% oppose it.
1: Which so kind of flies in the face of what you're hearing from people like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson. Right. Yeah. Kind
2: of these arguments that there's so much suffering. People are afraid for how they're going to pay their bills. They're afraid for how they're going to get by. Yes, that's true. But that doesn't mean that they're willing to sacrifice their lives in order to pay their rent. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the people who are asking that are, are people in power, right? They're yes. asking employees to come back and do the bidding, <laughs> do do the grunt work and help keep the profits going for the businesses. And it, it's, not, it's not a... It is not something that I think moral people should feel comfortable asking, right? Especially given how disproportionately this virus affects people of color, the elderly and those in poor communities you are essentially asking those people to sacrifice themselves so that the economy can continue moving
1: it's a weird trade-off to say i'd rather be dead or risk death than to struggle financially to be poor yeah that's what they're saying Mm -hmm. i need to go back to work because I don't want to struggle financially and I'm willing to gamble with my life and others because it's not just, that's what complicates this. It's not just them risking their own life because we're talking about an almost, um, well, it is invisible to, to the naked eye, but an invisible thing that can kill Not just you, but the people you pass it on to.
2: But you were also kind of framing that as the person was saying that, right? Like they're making that calculation. When I think that that is not actually the calculation that people are making. And it's being put on them by people like Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram. People who are in power who are saying, get back out there, guys. We need to keep this going. You're
1: absolutely right. That's what I meant is the 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 media power structure the political power structure they're the ones who are putting that on right for me i think these ding dongs are just going out there and being manipulated and used mm-hmm. by that aforementioned power structure
2: well and of course this poll that i just referenced is california residents only right yeah. but that was still a surprising number to me that um, among low income residents support was even stronger right than yeah. taking everybody into account 78% support the stay at home order as long as it's needed, right? I mean, that is a sacrifice, right? And we're being told that people aren't willing to, to make that sacrifice, right? To continue living in this, I mean, very difficult time, right? Where you're, you're struggling. But this is why the government should be stepping up, and they're not, right? They're just not.
1: The, the federal government... By and large, has failed the American people. I mean, Canada—they're getting all kinds of money mm-hmm. in 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 uh, sustenance money,
5: mm-hmm.
1: subsistence money—and uh, we're we're not. We're mm-hmm. the richest nation on earth. Donald Trump wants to talk all the time about how we're the greatest, we're the best, we're winning, winning, winning. But when it really when the rubber hit where the rubber hits the road, they are fucking the American people. Six ways from Sunday.
2: Well, and I'd be interested to hear from the listeners because I know this kind of varies by states. When states are planning to reopen and what the listeners feel on the ground in their various states in terms of those dates of reopening, right? Like we have, we just heard today about Atlanta starting to open movie theaters and hair salons and nail salons coming up May 1st, right? Yeah. Um, That's a terrifying thought. I can't even imagine going to a movie theater or a hair salon or a nail salon. That's next week, by the way. May yeah. 1st is next week. Yes. And I can't even imagine doing that. So
1: Imagine like, going into a movie theater and sitting with a couple of hundred other people, not six feet apart.
2: Well, and I, I imagine they're probably going to have precautions like that still, right? But even, even with the precautions, I just no, I wouldn't even step foot into a movie theater.
1: Yeah. I, I'm just thinking to myself, what would what would be entail? What would what would go into making a movie theater inside the theater safe enough, right, to to run that risk? I mean, you're gonna have to sanitize the seats in between every single showing.
2: I, they're just it's- now. That's an idea that they haven't thought of before. <laughs> That's going to be a first. That's going to take some time for them to develop some sort of protocol. They're going to
1: have to get that figured out. They've
2: <laughs> never thought of that before. Sanitizing the seats. That's not something that happens.
1: It's most certainly not something that happens. Yeah, It's
2: a horrifying thought. I don't want to talk about it, but um, I-, I do want to hear from listeners on this issue based on where you live, what it's looking like in terms of reopening things, what your feeling is about that based on where you live. How you're coping with it, right? Yeah, are, you, yeah. are you wanting them to reopen? Are you not wanting things to reopen? Where are you with it? Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine, Or send a fewer than three-minute voicemail, please, to it at
1: Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash Dollamore.
2: We would like to thank our new Patreon supporters, including Gilly. Gilly! Dwayne. Dwayne! Jose.
1: Jose! And
2: we also want to give a shout-out to Paula. Paula, edited...
1: Paula, the pledge
2: and more than doubles the pledge
1: edited the pledge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> very nice, Paula. Thank you so much. We very much appreciate that. We also want to give a shout out to Sam Sam, who gave us a PayPal donation with a nice little message there. And he said, hope you cool cats are doing well. Brittany is the best part by at least 15 percent.
1: 15 percent.
2: That sounds like a serious calculation that Sam did to come to that conclusion. I
1: would like to know what metrics he took into under consideration when making that calculation.
2: Whatever they are, I bet they're serious. (laughs) And I bet it's very accurate. Thank you, Sam.
1: Sounds like fucking bullshit to me but we
2: appreciate everybody you know this is it people keep making jokes on twitter about how um the emails are not finding me well <laughs> uh everyone's commenting on it's such a strange time you know when they email everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm doing that but i it is it's a fucking strange time and I'm sorry that I'm saying it, but it is. And I am often at a loss for how to, like, talk about it other than saying it's weird and it's strange and it, like, sucks a lot of the time, but... It's nice to know that we have people out there who are supporting us in this work, who are reaching out, letting us know how much the show means to them, and also just keeping in touch with us about how they're doing. You know, we've had listeners write in and and tell us that they had to delete their pledge because they lost their job. And every time we get those messages, it it touches us, right? For sure. And we... You know, it's just tough, but I...
1: Because these are strange times, Brittany.
2: It is a weird time. (laughs) Uh, But we're thinking about everybody, and... Absolutely. And we're hoping that everyone is staying safe and hanging in there, both physically, mentally, financially, everything. And thank you for just listening to the show, being there to write in or send in voicemails, voice memos. If you haven't... Called in with your thoughts to the show, we would highly encourage you to do that. Just save the information in the phone, right? I doubt it with Dollamore Podcast. Create a new contact in your phone. Put the number in there, six five seven four six four-seventy six zero nine, and I doubt it at com. That way, when you're listening to the show and something that Jesse says just drives you up the wall, right? And something that I say is super awesome and great and wow. you want to call in with praise. this is
1: taking a fucking very weird turn.
2: <laughs> or vice versa, or vice versa. Um, you can call in with feedback right away.
1: Not everybody thinks that. In fact, our latest review on Apple Podcasts says, uh, Five stars, my favorite podcast, absolutely amazeballs
2: Ooh, yeah very nice see
1: that's all you have to do when you review see how i did that i turned it into talking about review the podcast yes
2: and that was a nice review and it got posted because there was no profanity
1: no profanity very nice amazeballs apparently is uh (laughs) okay yeah all right we love you guys seriously we want to hear from you Democracy. facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism kind of going along with the same, uh, the same train of thought relative to how the the, the, the country the the government is failing the country the failing the people it is also not just harming individual citizens but also small business owners as well
2: well and we want to talk about this because the paycheck Paycheck Protection Program. Yeah. Sorry.
1: PPP. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, ran out of money. Ran out of money for the small business loans. Like
1: almost immediately.
2: Right. And so they actually just passed a second round of funding for it. Which
1: was a little bit less, but almost equal to the first $350 billion.
2: Yeah. So the first one was three hundred and forty nine billion and this next one is three hundred and ten billion. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about how that initial round of funding dried up so quickly. And like you said, failure of the government here.
6: Joining us now is PBS NewsHour's Lisa Desjardins. Lisa, so what were the big sticking points in this second round of funding?
4: This is a very unusual disagreement, Hari. Nearly everyone agrees that this program needs to be expanded, needs to be expanded quickly, both this Paycheck Protection Program and the smaller uh, Disaster Relief Program. But the question was, what else should be expanded now? Democrats felt that, and they've been pushing for more money for states and more money for hospitals. We are told, I'm told by people involved, that in fact, Republicans have agreed to more money for hospitals, But the issue of states, it looks like, will be punted to another time.
6: You know, there was also a question after the first round of funds came out on how those funds were distributed around the country, who had access to it, who really just got more and who got less. What are they trying to do this time to fix that?
4: This was a key point for Democrats as well, not just how much money or how quickly it goes out, but where it goes. They pointed out that the vast majority of the, the funds or the vast majority of small businesses are single owner businesses, sole proprietorships. But that's not where the funding went. Most of the funding went to larger of the small businesses. And in fact, Reuters did an examination of all the data we have so far, found out that a quarter of all of this money went to basically 2% of the businesses. So what Democrats have said is more of this money needs to be specifically targeted to small businesses, businesses maybe with under 10 employees, as well as More money needs to be given to community banks, which are not usually part of such a huge lending program, but which are the lifeblood for a lot of these small, especially rural banks. And they also say minority banks may have been left out as well. So they want targeted money to make sure that all parts of the country are getting this.
6: We probably all have and know small businesses, mom and pop places that are really struggling right now to get in line for their funds. And also they realize that the chain restaurant down the road got access to it. Um, you know, one of the other concerns that people had is, how do we protect this from being, well, stuffed with pork for special favors, depending on which senator or which member of Congress wrote it in?
4: It is an unusual program in that it's being administered entirely by the Small Business Administration. So it's not the case where they can hand out money to a specific business, not this program in particular for small businesses. But it does look like some states have been able to get more money than others. That could be um, a result of how good their relationship is with the SBA or how good their lending program is in that state. So it's something we're going to watch carefully. Uh, is a senator able to make a phone call to help out a constituent? We don't know yet. It's something we're going to watch. I, I think the biggest question right now is the next for the next week is there are probably 10, maybe 20 million small businesses waiting in line for this money. Don't know if they're going to get it. And the question is, how quickly can they get it? Those who've been approved, not all of them have seen the money yet. So there are a lot of businesses in limbo on either side of this program. There could be more help coming as soon as a few days from now, if Congress acts as quickly as possible, but there will still be a lot of questions.
6: Does Congress think this is the last time they have to do this?
4: No, it doesn't look like it. This program, they're hoping that they're going to be close with another $300 billion or so, that that will be about enough to get through the next two months. But as you've been reporting, we don't know how long this is going to last. That's just the small business portion. And there are corporations with huge numbers of employees, also not clear how much money they're going to need for the long run. And then there are those who've already been unemployed. So no hurry, I think everyone knows a lot more money is going to be needed. It's not clear how much, and it's not clear when.
6: PBS NewsHour's Lisa Desjardins. Thanks so much for joining us.
4: My pleasure. bye cut off her saying my
2: pleasure so (laughs) sorry that i interrupted that i I gave you the cue a little early how dare you um (laughs) you set me up for failure it's a betrayal i can't even believe you did this to me so the you know what
1: i think the the new reviews are going to be reflective (laughs) of what just happened
2: not so amazeballs right now (laughs) am i right the 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 loan program okay it had a good intent right you could get these loans. You wouldn't need to pay them back if the funds were used to retain or rehire employees right? So to if you keep, keep the business going. Yeah,
1: You keep people on the payroll. You can't just lay everybody off and take the money.
2: Exactly. But it also, like they covered in that clip, had a lot of gaping holes, right? Where the money ran Most out. Worse
1: kind of holes, by the way. Gaping ones. Gaping ones, ones yeah. yeah.
2: The money ran out right? That's the first issue. They completely underestimated how much money would be needed for this endeavor.
6: It
2: it was difficult to apply, right? Some business owners said that they were not able to apply for loans or they weren't even approved, right, before they actually ran out of the funds. I think a bigger issue with this, though, is, and, and you may have heard about this, you know, Ruth's Chris got money. Yeah. They actually ended up returning their 20 million dollar loan, but they got a 20 million dollar loan and they got it because they legally qualified for the program. Right. Yeah. Given the state of the industry that they're in, the restaurant industry, and they employ a lot of people. Right. But Ruth's Chris has 59 locations. Right. It's not a small mom and pop shop. And they have eighty seven million in cash on hand. Yeah,
1: yeah,
6: yeah.
2: Right. Shake Shack is in the same boat, right? Shake Shack also took money from this program. Yeah, they, they gave took, it like, back. Six
1: million bucks or something, yeah. They
2: gave it back, but they're also not a small business. Shake Shack is a publicly traded company, eight thousand right. employees, it, annual it rev- to, annual revenue of nearly six hundred million dollars.
1: It seems to me that it goes against the spirit of what the was intended here with this with this loan program. Loan-slash-grant program.
2: Right. Where... So this is what I'm talking about, where the government failed in this area. Did those companies, right, that took that money, should there have been something in there to actually make this for small businesses and not allow a company that has $80 million in cash on hand because they charge $140 per stake? Like...
1: Yeah, right. Poorly... We stopped... I'm not going to even get there, go there, but... (laughs) yeah so not the, not a fan the,
2: the point is <laughs> the point is they returned it but now you also have i swear to god i swear to god
1: wow visibly actually frustrated and
2: well because because lawmakers now want predatory lending facilities oh, yeah. to like, be included in the small business like
1: cash advance check and go
2: yeah Right. Where you
1: get an advance on your payday paycheck loans. Yeah, payday yeah. loans pa- right,
2: right, right Payday and title loans uh, right where they charge you like 300 plus percent interest rates. Right they
1: trap you into a cycle of having to borrow right because you borrowed against your future paycheck.
2: Right so they want a government-backed loan <laughs> to continue enacting their predatory lending policy. Yeah, not
1: only should they not be allowed to take part in this, they should be shut down. A moral system doesn't allow that kind of predatory – it it, it is is predation on the most vulnerable population in our society.
2: Well, and I loved this quote from – Amanda Fisher, Policy Director at Washington Center for Equitable Growth. She said that making loans available to payday and installment lenders would, quote, supercharge inequality for the low-wage workers suffering the most from this recession. She continued saying the companies now asking for government help are the same ones that ruthlessly pursue borrowers when they can't pay their debts. Families need better unemployment insurance, additional direct payments, and forbearance on mortgage and rent, not taxpayer-financed predatory loans. Yes, I mean that's it right there. That it summarizes she, the whole issue. She
1: said it way better than me fumbling around. Way trying better to find than a me thought. as well. Goddamn.
2: <laughs> I mean that—that's exactly right. Yeah. We, we these funds, right, should not be used to elevate cash and go check program. I'm right. trying to think of the one that my mom would go to all the time because my mom relied on these right it kept her in a cycle of debt
1: it it is designed to trap someone in in that cycle
2: absolutely it's uh, it's 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 not by accident
1: it is by design
2: yeah so i'm glad that they are passing another round of funding i (laughs) in that clip they talked about how this one is supposed to last for two months not super optimistic about that, given how quickly the first round of money yeah. was dried out.
1: Hopefully, the ire that was poured out onto these companies that took advantage of the program that really didn't need it, like Ruth's Chris, hopefully that will prevent um, you know, the, the public relations nightmare that was created for them, justifiably so. Hopefully that will prevent other companies from trying to take part because you've got intrepid reporters out there like Judd Legum or Legum or whatever the hell his last name Mm -hmm. is, who's awesome. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. He was really doing a good job of uh, uh, exposing these fucking jerk offs.
2: Yeah. And I what's bothering me as well when it comes to what the government is doing is these are piecemeal measures.
1: Yeah.
6: yeah. Right.
2: It's we're not being proactive here. We're being reactive.
1: Very reactionary.
2: And I mean, even when Steven Mnuchin was being interviewed last weekend before this this second round of funding got passed, they were trying to ask what else is going to be included in this. Right. There's other areas that need improvement right now. And he's like, yeah, we'll worry about that later. We need to get this passed. It's like, no. No, right. You, you guys can't multitask. I mean, for the love of God, how did you get to your position of power and you aren't able to multitask? Oh, I'll tell you
0: how. No, I don't take responsibility at all. <laughs> that's how.
1: That's how. In fact, that's a great transition. Yeah. Um, th- this, th- listen, don't, don't inject a disinfectant into your body, everybody.
2: Don't. Just,
1: yes. The more you know.
2: <laughs> do not do that.
1: I'm sure everybody's heard about it. But Donald Trump the other day during one of these fucking bizarre. I mean, really, they are out of this world. You So frustrating. These these uh, coronavirus daily briefings that really have just turned into the Donald Trump show where he's talking about he's talking about. um using ultraviolet light you know that there are these machines that hospital use with like a blue light they just stick the machine in the in the room and it just bathes the room in this certain light that kills pathogens and viruses and bacteria and they're awesome it's a great technology and so donald trump and his fucking five-year-old brain thinks well if it works on in a hospital room why don't we just try to insert that light into your body and kill the coronavirus why don't we try to inject disinfectants that work on hard surfaces into the body why don't we research that now we're going to play the clips i'm going to do it in reverse order i'm going to do it in the order of him denying that he said it and actually lying about what he actually said but but i want to before we get to it, I want to talk about how the media is doing a fucking disservice to the American people. Certain outlets, they're, they're trying to count like, well, he didn't say to do it. He said we should study it. There's such a distinction there. It's, it's really not much different. He's the president of the United States of America. And when he gets up there and says things, markets can crash or rise based on the words of the president. So when he makes a suggestion that this should be studied, it's not just some guy out on the corner saying something.
2: Well, also when he's saying like, oh, I wonder if this could also be effective. Right? I, I have these ideas about this possibility. I'm gonna float this possibility out there. If you Google increase in poison control calls, you'll see all kinds of news articles of calls to poison control spiking in Maryland, Kentucky, right? I which mean, is gonna overwhelm an already
1: burdened system.
2: Which is tragic that again the president of the United States floated an idea out there to a desperate population who is afraid. And now it's resulting in them calling yes. and asking questions about this. I mean, it it, it it was one of those moments where I watched him say it, and I just had to, I just I had to walk away. Like, I, it, I was your, even... it was
1: your classic. Why are we being tortured right now?
2: Yeah, and I posted that on the Facebook page. I'm oh, just so like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why are we being tortured? This is it's yes. continuing.
1: So so let's do this. Let's play him denying. Yeah trying to say that what he said was sarcastic. And I want to do it this way, you know, pretty transparent here, because when we listen to him say it, I want you to try in whatever way you can in your head, try to pinpoint when or where he was being sarcastic. Here's
0: his denial.
1: Can you
4: clarify your comments about injections of disinfectant? No, I
0: was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you, just to see what would happen. Now, disinfectant for doing this maybe on the hands would work and I was asking the question of the gentleman who was there yesterday bill because when they say that something will last three or four hours or six hours but if the Sun is out or if they use disinfectant it goes away in less than a minute did you hear about this yesterday but I was asking a sarcastic and a very sarcastic question to the reporters in the room about disinfectant on the inside But it does kill it, and it would kill it on the hands, and that would make things much better. That was done in the form of a sarcastic question to the reporters. So
4: you were asking your medical
0: experts to look into it? No, 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 no. To look into whether or not sun and disinfectant on the hands, but whether or not sun can help us. Because, I mean, he came in yesterday and he said they've done a big study. This is a study. This isn't where he hasn't done it. This is where they've come in with a final report. That sun has a massive impact negatively on this fiber. In other words, it does not live well with humidity and it doesn't live well with sun, sunlight, heat. It doesn't live well with heat and sun and disinfectant. And that's what I brought out. And I thought it was clear. Okay, anything else? Yeah. That,
1: that's why right now in Southeast Asian countries, they're having outbreaks like crazy where it's hot and humid. Get the fuck out of here, you liar. You filthy, disgusting fucking liar. Here is when he said it. Try to find the sarcasm. Tr- listen to him. What he just denied that he was asking about injecting disinfectant of the FDA, the head of the FDA. He's not looking at reporters. He's looking directly to his right, his, at a 90 degree angle from the from the position of the press, asking the FDA that.
2: In addition to listening for the sarcasm, also Can we just talk about how he's not a stand-up comedian?
1: Right. It's not your role to be mixing it up and asking sarcastic questions anyway.
2: No. In your daily press briefing during the pandemic, the global pandemic, it's not the time for you to be workshopping your material. (laughs) <laughs> and then to like praise your very dry delivery the next day like no, no one believes you you're not capable of being funny like you never laugh you, he's you... also
1: an abusive prick i have another clip here after the 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 moment there's a, a moment where the, a reporter asked him about it and he's just an abusive asshole
2: yeah so let's hear him be just an expert sarcasm
0: expert So I a question that probably some of you are thinking of if you're totally into that world, which I find to be very interesting. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. Right. And then I see the disinfectant. But it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs, and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that. So that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it kills it in one minute, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful.
1: Wow, what just crazy sarcasm right there. Mm. What a sarcastic guy. <laughs> this is the president. What have we
2: done? What have we done? Yes. Also, it was funny to watch conservative media outlets try to do what they do, right? Which is clean up the mess that the president has created and attempt to save him from himself. Breitbart published an article with the headline, I really should look at it, but it was like fact check, Donald Trump does not promote injection or disinfectant. Didn't
1: say blah, blah, blah. Right. And then
2: the next headline was Donald Trump. Donald Trump's comments are sarcastic yeah. right, about injections. So they go from he didn't actually say that. Right. It's being taken out of context to no, he said it. Right. It's just sarcastic. Right. Right.
1: Right. The same outlet. right
2: and this is what they always do right right they try to start with no 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 that's not what happened it was taken out of context you guys are the lying fake news media and you're always trying to do this attack and then it's oh well no it was said but here's a little spin on it to clean it up a little bit the
1: same exact thing happened with the press secretary the new press secretary kaylee McEnany. Mm -hmm. she said oh no he was taken out of context and then donald trump stepped on her reason and said oh no i said it but it was sarcastic right it wasn't taken out of context i'm just gonna lie about what exactly was said
2: that's actually a good point because it is usually trump that (laughs) ends up contradicting them them trying to clean up the story so
1: what is bizarre here for me is and i just don't understand it is how does like in this last one where he was gave the reason about being sarcastic liz cheney's right there she's a in house leadership how do republicans stand next to this guy and oh that's my president proud proud to be serving under donald trump who is who is advocating for research on injecting disinfectants into the body
2: Mm -hmm. a whole cleaning
1: he is a goddamn moron he is a fucking moron it is unbelievable He's a moron, Brittany.
2: Yeah, he really is. Well, remember he wanted to also nuke hurricanes. Yes,
1: yes, yes. He wanted to drop a nuclear bomb to try to eviscerate a hurricane.
2: <laughs> so I've I've heard you say a few times that this disinfectant thing is the stupidest thing that Donald Trump has ever said. I
1: still think it is.
2: I feel like it's in the running with nuking a hurricane, though.
1: Yeah, but he's he's. We should. What about re- the
2: invisible jet? We. Sh- <laughs> What about how the Invisible Jets exist? Yeah, I
1: think this one beats him out. I think it beats him out. (laughs) I don't know. It's sitting right there next to you and they don't even see it. Yeah. Invisible
2: Jet. Anyway, here's that moment. Someone really liked Wonder Woman.
1: Here's that moment a little later in the press, in the same press briefing where he was challenged by a reporter and he just turns into
4: abusive prick. Mr. President, after the presentation we just saw about the heat and the humidity, is it dangerous for you to make people think they would be safe by going outside in the heat, considering that so many people are dying in Florida, considering that this virus has had an outbreak in Singapore, places that are yeah, hot here, and humid—here we humid. go. Here we go.
0: The new, the new headline is Trump asks people to go outside. That's dangerous. Here we go. same old group. Uh, you ready? I hope people enjoy the sun. And if it has an impact, that's great. I'm just hearing this, not really for the first time. I mean, there's been a rumor that, you know, a, rumor. a nice rumor that you go outside of the sun or you have heat and it does have an effect on other viruses. But now we get it from one of the great laboratories of the world. I have to say it covers a lot more territory than just this. This is this is probably an easy thing, relatively speaking, for you. I would like you to speak to the medical doctors to see if there's any way that you can apply light and heat to cure. You know, if you could. And maybe you can, maybe you can't. Again, I say maybe you can, maybe you can't. I'm not a doctor. But I'm like a person that has a good, you know what? Uh, Deborah, have you ever heard of that? Uh, the uh, heat and the light relative to certain viruses, yes, but relative to this. He's talking virus? to Dr. Birx now.
4: That is a treatment. I mean, certainly fever yeah. is a good thing when you have a fever. It helps your body respond. But not as I've not seen. I
0: think it's a great thing to
4: look at. I mean, you know, okay? Respectfully, sir, you're the president, and people tuning into these briefings, they want to get information and guidance and want to know what to do. They're not looking for rumors.
0: I'm the president, and you're fake news. And you know what I'll say to you? I'll say very nicely, I know you well. I know you well, because I know the guy. I see what he writes. He's a total faker. So are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? It's just a suggestion from a brilliant lab by a very, very smart, perhaps brilliant man. He's talking about sun. He's talking about heat. And you see the numbers. So that's it. That's all I have. I'm just here to present talent. I'm here to present uh. ideas. Because we want ideas to get rid of this thing. I'm just and a clearinghouse cool, for good and ideas. If sunlight is good, that's a great thing as far as I'm concerned.
2: He was, he was so close to talking about his very good brain. He almost said it. Yeah. That he has a very good, you know what.
1: Yeah, yeah, he wasn't talking about his prick. We know that.
2: Well, he has done that, too, right? <laughs> I assure you there's no problem. No problem There's there. no problem. <laughs> Remember on the debate stage yes. when he talked about how big his dick is? So um, that also happens
1: Because of the hands. Because he has little tiny baby hands.
2: Right. But he again, he talked about his dick yeah. on the yeah, yeah, debate yeah. stage. Yeah, He's so- also
1: talked about dating models. Well, you know, I've never been involved with the models. Well, not that kind of model. Yuck, 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 yuck.
2: <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Brittany. Brittany he's a moron yeah so I don't again we're very cautious on this show and
1: if you think he's awesome if you think he's smart if you think he's insightful you're a fucking moron too proceed
2: I love how the thing that I said right before you did that do you remember what I said no I'm infuriated we're very cautious on this show very
1: ca- <laughs> 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 sorry Views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and Sorry. analysis. I
2: wonder if listeners try to predict when you're going to be playing that drop. Like if they hear you say something and they're like, yeah, that's going to be something that requires the <laughs> drop. But what I was saying is we try to be cautious on this show regarding... I totally lost it. It's gone.
1: Sorry. That should just be the title of the episode. What was
2: I talking about? Sorry, What everybody. was I going to say that we're cautious about?
1: I don't know. We have to get to the Yamiche and Donald back and forth.
2: Yeah, it's completely gone. Don't you hate it when that happens?
1: Yes. I hate it when I cause it. That's what I hate more.
2: I don't know that you care about that.
1: <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> so listen, this is obviously a pattern with Donald Trump. If it comes back to you, just give me the high sign. Give me a little fucking hand wave or something. Yeah this is not this is not new for Donald Trump being combative, not just combative I mean it's abusive. it is abusive to sit there with someone who has to be there to do their job.
2: Oh, I know what I was oh missing. perfect, so we are very cautious on the show to not uh be body language experts, right because we're not like Bill O'Reilly platforming body language experts. But not a
1: thing, by the way. Yeah,
2: here's the thing though. When you watch Donald Trump during these press briefings, and I would recommend that you do. He's
1: a fidgety freak.
2: You don't even need to listen to it. Whenever he has to step away from the podium, it just he looks physically uncomfortable having to like give someone else the attention. Yeah. And then waiting for them to get done and then having to walk back up. Like he just looks so uncomfortable in his own skin. That's what he looks like. Like, he just can't he's rock- handle it. He,
1: he's like, he's shifting. He's he's rocking back and forth. He's, like, rotating his hips. Like, oh, I can't wait to get back up there at the mic.
2: And then here's what validates it, <laughs> is once he gets to the mic, he just behaves in a way that tells you he's wildly insecure and not comfortable in his own skin. He can't be challenged. He can- He's not smart enough to do what he's doing, and he knows. Would he you- knows that would- he's not smart enough to do what he's doing.
1: So let me... I hear what you're saying.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Are So let me let me extrapolate. Are you saying he's a moron? Because <laughs> I kind of think he's a fucking moron.
2: He does. He, I just don't know how this happened.
1: <laughs> We're being tortured is what you're saying. We are. We'd love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to it at com. Again... This is nothing new. We'll go back to the same transition I was talking about. This is a mix-up. This is a, um, a back-and-forth between him and Yamiche Sender from PBS, who is awesome and brave and valiant and does her job spectacularly. She is one of the members of the press corps who does a fucking fantastic job at remaining inexplicably professional in the face of abuse from Donald Trump. Listen to this, there's a couple of moments here from not this most recent press briefing, but one just a couple days ago.
0: Approached the coronavirus at the
2: beginning. I interviewed someone who said that his family got sick. They went to a funeral um, in mid-March. And they said mainly because the president wasn't taking it seriously. He said, if, I, if the president had had a mask on, if he was saying we should stay home, then I would have stayed home well, instead. I, know, I have family members. He said his family members were sick and because they were but they were listening to you. And Do you feel like, or are you concerned that downplaying the virus maybe yeah. got some people sick?
0: And a lot of people love Trump, right? A lot of people love him. You see him all the time, right? I guess I'm here for a reason, you know? Uh. To the best of my knowledge, I won. And I think we're going to win again. I think we're going to win in a landslide. But just so you understand, you're talking about March, right? Yeah. And yet, excuse me, excuse me. I know. I understand. And yet in January, a certain date, you know the date better than I do. What? We put on a ban of China where China can't come in. And before March, we put on a ban on Europe where Europe can't come in. So how could you say I wasn't taking it seriously? You know... I put on a ban on China before anybody in this country died. Uh, I put
1: one. We found that now not to be true. Early death in San Francisco, far before anybody died in Washington state. They say
2: early February. We're the first early February. Right.
1: So it just one. This is perfect because it really does exemplify what you're talking about, about being just fragile as fuck. Right. Well, I'm, Everybody loves Trump. A lot of people love Trump. As far as I know, I won.
2: I'm the president. As
1: far as I know.
2: We, I think we're going to win again. Like, he just, it's, it's terrible. It's Yamish is fantastic. Yeah. She always does her job well. Unflappable. And, is, and that really is the key because that would be impossible for you (laughs) and i know impossible for me as well i'd be in
1: jail i might rush the stage and punch him right in his fucking face i mean
2: especially with the way that he is disrespectful to her in particular right and how he treats her she maintains her composure in a way that she must meditate just like all day long to have that kind of stamina to be able to deal with him
1: it really what it, what it, what it illustrates to me is that she really takes her job seriously. Yeah. Like She really has a passion um, for journalism. There's a there's an ethos. There's a code there that she follows. That she be- believes she's doing something larger than herself.
2: Right. That her role is holding power to account, and it's not about her. Yeah. She yeah. really.
1: Tr- she must really truly believe it. Yeah. Because I.
2: I. I, I would, you're like i'd sacrifice those principles just to <laughs> i'm fake news
1: fuck you dude yeah. i mean yeah there's no I, there's no way
2: there's no way
1: i would be able to you do it you just
2: forget the principles out the window absolutely
1: yeah. yeah fuck that anyway there's a second there's a second moment that i want to talk about too
0: she wanted to have a street party in chinatown in san francisco at the end of february that's a month later and then they tell me it's only a political talking point, but you feed into it because you're too good a reporter to, to let that happen. Really, you are a good reporter. You're too good a reporter to let that happen. <laughs> like she needs him to remember say that. this. So at the end of January, I put on a ban. People that were in that room will tell you that I think there were 21 people. I was the only one in the whole room that wanted to do it. Fortunately, I was the one that counted for that purpose. We put on a ban because I was reading bad things about China. World Health Organization should have told us, but I was reading it with or without them They should have known all they had to do is read it They didn't have to even be there, but they tried to cover up for China World Health covered up for China But no no wait, but you can't say this I put on a ban. In other words, I stopped China from coming to the United States I stopped Europe from coming into the United States long before the March date that you're talking about So people should say I acted very early. That was a very hard thing to do Doing that was a very hard thing. I didn't want to do that, but I, I did it because I thought, and Dr. Fauci said that by doing it, President Trump saved tens of thousands of lives. So I did take it very seriously. Rally's uh, in February and in March, and there are some Oh, I don't know. I don't know about rallies. I really don't know about rallies. I know one thing, I haven't left the White House in months, except for a brief moment to give a wonderful ship the comfort I don't know. Did I hold a rally? I'm sorry. I hold a rally. Did I hold a rally? Let me tell you, in January when I did this, you had virtually no cases and no deaths. And yet I put it on. So how could I not? Why was Nancy Pelosi? Right. Nancy Pelosi is holding a street fair. She wants a street fair in san francisco in chinatown to prove you know what the purpose of it was to prove that there's no problem many other politicians did the same thing i wanted to prove yeah. while i was no of course not no 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 I, i've been people are amazed at how early i acted and i did act early with that being said, it's very hard to say let's close down the greatest economy in the history of the listen, world.
1: Listen, next, the next question he's going to be asking his medical as- experts is, hey, listen, we need to research how I can have a rib removed so I can bend over and suck my own dick. This fucking, I did this, I did that, I did this. It's nothing about what the administration did. It's nothing that the government acted like this. We did this. It's me, 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 I, I, I. Too much? Do I need to play the disclaimer again?
2: Uh, No, I think that once per show really covers it. You know what I mean?
1: (sighs) Hey, Brittany, why are we being tortured?
2: Because people sat out in the previous election and, and or voted third party. Yeah. In the states, especially where it mattered, michigan michigan pennsylvania i tried to i tried to blend them all together
1: <laughs> wisconsin michigan yeah, pennsylvania yeah. yes yeah i
2: tried to create a mashup i should have gone with it actually to see if i could have created a good mashup of the three state names listen it,
1: it is important we're going to talk uh, next episode we're going to talk about this whole joe biden thing a little bit and uh it is a shitty fucking choice that we're, we're left with here because what? listen this thing would have been handled differently if Hillary Clinton, as flawed and terrible a candidate as she was, it would be different right now. Right now, as we speak, the numbers are 926,442 confirmed infections and 53,184 dead in America. It didn't have to be this way. Yes, it was going to be bad no matter what. But the lead time of an entire month would have made a massive difference in how this has gone. And Donald Trump and Donald Trump alone is the cause of what we have right now. It's too early in the day to have a drink, Brittany Page.
2: <laughs> it is Saturday.
1: It is 1.50 on a Saturday. Yeah. We're going to end the show so I can go get a drink. We love you guys. We want to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Of course, email voice memos from your smartphone. To I doubt it at dollamore.com. We will see you next time. We love you. We appreciate you. Take care of yourselves and each other. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dallamore, and this has been I Doubt it.